My name is Isabel Clausen, the host of the Girl God's Got You podcast. This podcast was created to remind women that girl, God's got you, and he wants to help you live the life you were created to live. Have you ever struggled with believing in yourself, having fear about navigating your future, understanding your life purpose, or managing overwhelming stress? Well, if you've gone through any of these experiences, then this podcast is for you. And I want to encourage you that no matter what you go through, no matter what you think of yourself, no matter how much someone hurts you, no matter what level of self-confidence you have, no matter how much fear you have about the future, God is here for you no matter what. Girl, God's got you, and He always will. I hope you enjoy today's episode. to the podcast today. I want this to be a fun, exciting, and uplifting episode. It's going to be a little bit chatty, and I'm going to just share some of my favorite kind of things to do in quarantine. Also, I want to talk about, you know, just quarantine things so we can all kind of relate on a fun level. I know that obviously this corona pandemic, it's a it's definitely serious and I don't want to make light of it because I know a lot of people are going through it really hard and a lot of people are really, really hurt economically. Some people are sick, so I don't want this message to come across as I'm trying to be lighthearted. However, I do think that a lot of times, especially during these crazy times, people are listening to podcasts for a way to kind of escape and to listen to something that's fun and exciting. So today I just kind of want to relate to you on a personal level how I've been feeling with quarantine. I want to talk about some tips and advice I have. I just want it to be kind of a chatty, talkative episode today. And I do also want to share a little bit of encouragement I've been hearing from God through all this. But I do also want to make it fun. This is going to be more of a lifestyle type video. I will, of course, talk about Jesus and encourage you that girl, God's got you. But I also want to make it fun. So I give you some ideas of what to do in quarantine or different things we could relate on because I'm obviously feeling the uh, the pain of staying at home all the time. Obviously, I'm thankful that I could stay at home. I'm thankful that I don't have a lot to worry about with um, the economy as much. I, I don't have to worry necessarily about losing my job and everything, so I am very thankful that, for that, and I'm thankful that I don't have a huge amount of things to worry about. However, staying at home has been uh, taking its toll a little bit because I am a huge extrovert, so I don't know about you, but I get my my uh, energy from being with people and being with friends, and I haven't seen a lot of my friends in a very long time, so I just wanted to make this video because I need a little bit of an uplifting message. I hope you all do as well, but I just want to say that girl, God's got you. I don't, I don't know if you're going through it really hard. I don't know if you're able to stay home with your family and it's not super hard. I don't know where you're coming from, but I do want to let you know and I will continue to encourage you in this video that God does have a plan. He knows what's going on. His promises have never changed. Throughout the entire history of the Bible, we could see that even when his children went through hard times, God always promised that he would take care of us no matter what. Even when the people, the Israelites were wandering around for 40 years, even when they were trapped in Egypt, even when 
Jesus died on the cross. I mean, no matter who we're talking about in the Bible, God promises he will take care of us and he will turn us around for good. And I know he'll do that, especially with COVID-19 going around. So if you are going through something and you're fearful of the future, I just want to tell you, we've seen throughout all of history that God never forgets his children and he always wants to take care of creation. So I don't know how long this is going to last. I don't know if this is going to become something super crazy and scary. Our economy is going to crumble. I don't know if this will be over in a few weeks, but regardless, we could trust that God has a plan. And I asked myself, like, what's the worst thing that could happen, you know? And the worst thing that could happen, personally, is that this becomes really bad everyone dies, but if we believe in Jesus and accept him in our hearts, we're going to go to heaven and hang out with Jesus forever. So, I mean, that's the worst thing that could happen. Yeah, that's sad because, you know, who really wants to die? But as long as we know that we're going to be with Jesus in heaven, we get to hang out with him every single day for eternity, then there's not, you know, a huge amount of things to worry about. Obviously, we don't want our lives to end too short, but I just have been kind of telling myself that too. Like, Isabel, the worst thing that can really happen is you and your family and everyone around you gets corona and dies or, you know, becomes so economically bad that there's a lot of deaths or something. But, hey, you know, Jesus, he's in the boat. He's taking care of us. And I just want to use that as encouragement to let you all know that he will not forget us and he will turn us around for good. It's just a matter of us trusting him and choosing to even when it's hard. So to start off today's episode, I want to start with two things that I'm going to begin doing at every episode, and that's sharing my recent favorite song lyric and my recent favorite quote. I also, at the beginning of episodes, will share my favorite Bible verse, but today it's going to be kind of a chunk of Matthew chapter 26 and parts of 27 and 28. So I'm going to get to that later, but right now I'm going to start with a habit I'm going to be doing in the podcast, sharing my favorite song lyrics as well as my favorite quote and I think that's just really fun to do because it's a way to give you guys some song ideas maybe even some book ideas or just good different recommendations to uplift you I'm very excited if you guys have something else you want me to share at the beginning of uh, different episodes I'm gonna put a little sticker on my Instagram soon and ask you guys if there's any other things you want me to do every episode so If there's a certain question you want me to ask, if there's a certain thing you want me to share, like a favorite uh, new product that I like using, that could kind of apply to this whole lifestyle aspect of this podcast, or if there's a specific like book recommendation or news article or something, I will share it. So just let me know. But I want to start off first with a song that I've been loving, and this worship artist, her name is Stephanie Gretzinger. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. She is very talented and she just came out with a new album called Forever Amen. And I love the song that she sang, Forever Amen, but I also love a good song that she sang and it's called No One Ever Cared For Me Like Jesus. So beautiful. Oh my goodness. I love it and I um, I definitely recommend that you guys to listen to it because it is beautiful and it really shares just the love of Jesus and how much someone could feel that love through what he's done for us. So the song starts off with, if my heart could tell a story, if my life would sing a song, if I have a testimony, if I have anything at all, no one ever cared for me like Jesus. His faithful hand has held me all this way. And when I'm old and gray and all my days are numbered on this earth, let it be known in you alone, my joy was found. Oh, my joy, my joy. Let my children tell their children, let this be their memory, that all my treasure was in heaven, and you were everything to me. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. His faithful hand held me all this way. 
and when I am old and gray, and all my days are numbered on the earth, let it be known to you that my joy was found, I found my joy. I'm still in love, you're still enough for me, still all I want, you're still my everything. I'm still in love, you're still enough for me, you're still all I want, you're still my everything. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. And I absolutely love this song because it just really talks about how this woman, Stephanie, that when people see her life and they hear her story, all she wants them to hear is that she really understood that Jesus loved her no matter what. And he was faithful. And she wants her children to know that. She wants everyone around her to know that her life was changed because Jesus loved her and redeemed her. And I know that we're all kind of going through a tough time with trying to figure out our plans. We're trying to figure out what we're going to be even doing with our life since everything is kind of on a standstill. We're also even worried about germs and the sickness of corona going around. We're probably all worried economically about our jobs, whether future or present, or about someone in our family with money. I mean, either way, the fear of germs and the fear of money is lurking around the corner. And when I heard this song, I just felt God speaking to me and encouraging me that, honestly, no one will ever care for you like Jesus, no matter what. Whether your life is good, whether your, your life is kind of bad right now, he will be there for you no matter what, and he is faithful. And if you're feeling down or feeling kind of nervous, just listen to this song, close your eyes. Her voice is so soothing and beautiful, but if you just really focus on the lyrics, I assure you, you will at least feel a little bit better. And I know sometimes people don't really connect over music, but if you do, this song will definitely help calm you down. I love it so much. And I just want to reiterate this whole thing that girl, God's got you and that no one will ever care for you like Jesus. And he's faithful to you and he loves you and he, he understands what's going on and he will not forget about you. And that kind of leads me to my favorite quote this week. It was by C.S. Lewis and he stated, hardships often provide ordinary people for an extraordinary destiny. So when we're going through this time, I, I kind of want to shift the next section of this episode to talk about how God can be really be using this for something great. And whether God caused Corona or whether this was Satan causing it, obviously we don't have the answer to that question, but I think no matter what happens when bad things happen, God can, the, can turn them around for good things. He can. But I think that it's our job to have the perspective knowing that even though all this bad stuff is happening, even though my life has shifted around, I have the decision to dwell in it, to be nervous, to let it get me down, or I have the decision to use this hardship and make my destiny extraordinary. Whether that means that we now have more mental, physical, and emotional toughness after going through this whole corona thing. Maybe that means we're learning how to let this hardship let us trust God more. Maybe we're letting this hardship help us slow down and focus on the present. Whatever it is, one way that I'm trying to kind of get through this, and I'm trying to tell myself this every day, is that what can I learn from this experience to make me a better person and to strengthen my future. Because we can use these hardships for good to give us an extraordinary destiny. Because if this didn't happen, we wouldn't have gone through this hardship and we wouldn't have learned the things that I think can be useful to us. But since this hardship has come, we can change it. It's happened. One way that we could cope with it is understanding, okay, how can I become stronger from this so that when everything is better, when life goes back to normal, I could be a better person, a harder worker, and trust God more. And I'm trying to do that. I also have been wanting to live in the present more. And I think one hardship for me was that it's always been kind of hard for me to live in the present. 
because I am such a planner and organizer and I like having all my ducks in a row, but I forget sometimes everything's thrown off and all you have is the present. And when we're all here living in quarantine, and I know some people are bored, some people are busy, some have a lot on their plate, but when we're just here at home all day and our future plans are all on hold because we have no clue what's going on, all we really have is the present. And so what I'm trying to tell myself is now I'm forced to live in the present. How could I make it a habit of living in the present so that when things do go back to normal, I could use this hardship for good and learn the lesson of living in the present. So I hope that quote by C.S. Lewis uh, was enjoyable. I hope it gave you some good insight. I'm going to post it on my Instagram when I share uh, my post about this quote. And also too, I have a Facebook, so if you want to follow me on there, I post all my uh, information from the podcast on the Facebook too and different resources. But yeah, so that's my song and quote of the week of the episode. I'm going to be sharing different ones every episode from now on. So I hope you liked it. Yeah, once again, just let me know in on my Instagram or you could email me at girlgodsgotyou at gmail.com what other things you want me to share. But now I kind of want to hop into the biblical section of this episode. And I know I was going to, I'm going to talk about lifestyle things and different things about quarantine and all that stuff, but I do want to kind of talk more on this topic about how God can turn bad things to good. And whether we want to blame Corona on God, whether we want to blame it on Satan, whether we want to blame it on the fact that we just live in a fallen world and bad stuff happens, I do know in my heart that God does turn bad things around for good. And I think the reason why we could confidently say this is that God does have a plan for us. And whether his plan is thrown off and, you know, he had this plan for us, Satan stepped in, changed the plan, or whether God knew COVID-19 was going to happen regardless, God's plan will prevail because he is a powerful God. If he was able to raise Jesus from the dead, if he was able to put a flood here on this earth, if he was able to... I mean, change the world and have the Great Commission. I mean, God can do anything. So he could definitely make a good plan come out of the hardships of Corona. And I do want to talk about the idea of trusting God through plan and letting him take charge and understanding that at the end of the day, it's not really our will that's done, it's God's. And sometimes for me during this hard time, it's really hard for me to actually trust God. It's easy to say, yeah, I'm trusting God with my life. But what does that actually mean? For me, that means refusing to let the fear of tomorrow keep me from pursuing the gifts of today. And so the way that I have been trying to just trust God is saying, hey, I can't control tomorrow. I have no clue what's going to happen in the past. So Lord, help me understand how to live each day for you, every present moment, because we are not promised the present. We really are. We're not promised the future, but we are promised the present. We can change our lives every single day, even if we are stuck in quarantine. We can figure out what things to do to make our lives better so that in the future, even though we don't know what's happening, we can still contribute to our unknown future by making an impact today. And so I've been really trying to trust God, and that's how I've been trying to gauge my trust and live it out, saying, okay, even though I'm worried, I know that you could help me in the present to make my life better because you have a promise. You have a plan for me. And I'm going to trust in that plan. And the way I do so is waking up every single morning trying to do something to live in the present. So that's my challenge for myself. It's trying to motivate me to still work hard and not be super worried or nervous. And one of the reasons that I even had this epiphany of a challenge I want to do for myself is after reading a section from Matthew chapter 26, uh, and starts in verse 36, and it's all about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And for those of you that don't know this story, before Jesus uh, was betrayed by Judas and um, got crucified on the cross, he had a really intense conversation with God. And this is, I think, one of the best stories that personally shows me that Jesus was human. Not only was he, you know, the Son of God and he was God, he is God, 
but he was definitely in human form. And this shows me just the raw, real, empathetic emotion of Jesus. And the way that I've connected with Jesus so many times is understanding that um, through this passage, he constantly said, Lord, it's not your will, or no, it's not my will, but it's your will. Your will be done. But if you could take this cup from me, if you could take this hardship from me, please do. I understand if you don't want to, but please do if you can. And I think that shows the humanity of Jesus and that he can relate to us on an emotional level. When we're going through hard things, we say, okay, God, like when we fully trust him and say, hey, it's your will, not mine, but please take this away if you can, like, please do. If not, totally good, but it's your will, not mine, but please try to take it away. And what's beautiful is, is at the end of this passage, Jesus finally just gives it all to God and says, okay, you want me to do this? I accept and I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I, I know I have to. And I think at a certain point, when it comes to hardships and fear, we could tell God all the time, Lord, I know your will be done. I'm putting it in your hands. I trust you. I do pray that Corona goes away. I do pray that all this will happen. But, you know, once again, it's your plan. Trust you. It's your will. I think when we finally just give it to God and say, hey, I mean, you know it's your will. You know that I want you to take this away. But I'm just going to trust you and still try to live in the present and figure out your plan for my life because I know you have one. I think when we give that complete and total trust in God, then we could have that peace in our hearts, that same peace that Jesus finally had. And I'm going to, right now, just start at verse 36 in Matthew chapter 26, and then I'm going to go a little farther into Matthew and show the beautiful results of what happened when Jesus trusted God. And it saved humanity, which is wonderful. So, verse 36, Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow, to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Can you men keep watch with me for an hour? he asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more. And he prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. So we could see in this section, in chapter 26 of Matthew, that Jesus went to God three times and said, I, I know you want me to do this. I know you want me to die on the cross and live this gruesome death to save humanity, but I just want to check, like, if this is your will, your will be done, but if you could take this cup from me, please, please do. And Jesus kept saying that. I think that shows once more that he did have hesitation and fear in his heart because he is human, but he still trusted God and said, okay, this is your plan. I'm trusting you with it. And I think that's just so beautiful. And that was just a huge conviction to me because I mean, obviously like Corona, COVID-19, Corona, whatever you want to call it, it's bad, but it's not like God's asking us to go die on the cross for all of humanity. You know what I mean? So if Jesus was able to trust God with this crazy, scary plan, then I think even during this whole Corona-19, COVID-19 madness, then we could definitely trust God with this. Because it's not like, you know, he's asking us to die on a cross. He's just asking us to chill 
and stop freaking out and trust in his plan. So that kind of gave me some conviction, thinking, okay, if Jesus was calm and chill at the end of the day and just trusted God's plan with dying on the cross for humanity, then I could be calm and chill more about this whole corona thing. And now I want to go deeper into the rest of Matthew and just show how God was able to turn this sad, bad, awful crucifixion that Jesus had to go to go through into something beautiful. And it talks more about in verse 56, and it said, But this has all taken place, that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. That's what Jesus told the disciples. And so he was accepting that, okay, this was prophesied, prophesied from, you know, back in Isaiah, back in the Old Testament, when it was talking about this is what Jesus had to go through. When it was talking, you know, all about the lamb that'd be crucified. Jesus knew that this has been predicted for so long, and he had to fulfill this part of the love story that God has given us. And then it talks further. Let me just flip my Bible. The pages of my Bible, it talks about Jesus's death in verse 45 in chapter 27. And it states, from noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then in verse 50, it states, And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. And I want to share these verses just to show the magnitude of Jesus' death. There's obviously many verses in the Bible as we look through the Gospels, as we look through the Old Testament, just sharing the gruesome death that Jesus went through for us. But it just shows that, that he felt the betrayal. He felt being forsaken. He let out his last breath. I mean, he was just... He gave it all for us, guys. Jesus did so much, but he still trusted God when he knew he had to make this really scary decision. And he trusted God. The bad thing happened. But then at the end of Matthew, it talks about the Great Commission. And chapter 28 starts in verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. And it's beautiful how Jesus' death was able to then save the world and inspire his followers to continue to share this message. I mean, it's amazing how God could turn something so sad and tragic into something beautiful. And at the end of this passage, it says, And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And I want to use that to encourage you that Jesus is with us always. God turned something bad in his life into something good. Jesus was able to save humanity And he did so. He was able to do all this because he trusted God and said, okay, it's not your will, but my will be done. And now from this, we have salvation and we have the peace that Jesus is always with us till the very end of the age. So I challenge you, if you're going through a hard time, you're trying to figure out what's going on, that we just really need to trust God because we never know how he's going to use this hard time to impact our lives and others around us. And I think as followers of Christ, if you're listening to this and you believe in God, um, I think that it's a huge testament for us to trust God even when we don't know what's going on. That could be a way that we could evangelize to others. It could be a way we could spread Jesus' light to other people by how we act and by how much we choose to let this hard time actually teach us something. Just as C.S. Lewis said, hardships often provide ordinary people for an extraordinary life. 
So I just want to let you guys think about that. And I think this is a really good section of the Bible. Totally recommend you reading Matthew chapter 26 or 28. It helped me, gave me some new insight, and I hope it does for you. But now I want to get into the more lifestyle chatty parts of this episode just to, you know, make things a little bit more lighthearted and have a fun episode. So this section of the episode is going to be called Just Quarantine Things. And I'm going to be sharing a couple things that I've just been thinking. So first, human interaction. Okay, I'm an extrovert. We talked about this already. So I gain my energy from being around people. So like when I was at college, even if I wasn't studying with friends or something, I would still go to the library, go to the coffee shop on campus, and just sit in the midst of the busyness and do my work because that energized me. If I was just in my room chilling by myself, you know, I can study. It's good. But I'd get tired, I'd get distracted, I'd make a lot of snacks, I'd have to, you know, go from one project to another to another because I was just kind of, eh, kind of bored. But when I was around people, even if I just had my headphones on, the hustle and bustle just gave me energy. And then I thought, okay, if I work super hard in school, I could hang out with this group of friends or I could hang out with this person or do this. And so the social interaction gave me a lot of motivation to keep working hard. But now that we're staying at home, it's not that, you know, my family doesn't give me energy or hanging out with the fam. You know, I'm still obviously having human interaction with that. But it's obviously different as an extrovert just being around people. So let me just say, the first just quarantine thing I want to talk about is how lack of motivation can really mess with us. And so for me, when I don't have a lot of energy because I'm not around people, I have all these projects I want to do, but... It's been hard because I think, okay, I literally have all day to do this. And so, first of all, there's no rush. Second of all, I'm kind of bored and tired because I'm not really around people as much. And it is a huge transition, especially for those college kids out there. If you're out there, I feel ya. You go from being on campus with thousands of students to just being at home, chilling in your room. So, that's just the first just quarantine thing I want to share is that lack of human interaction is hard, especially when all my close friends and loved ones, I just want to see them and hang out with them, but I can't because they're either out of the state, not out of the country, (laughs) that'd be crazy. They're either out of the state or they're in the state and I can't see them because we're all at home. So not to be the brat who's just complaining because I know there's a bigger issue and we have to social distance and that is important and we need to do it, but I'm just kind of definitely 100% over it because it's hard and uh, this extrovert needs people. But FaceTime is awesome. Uh, I've been using this app called House Party, which is pretty dang fun. Google Hangouts, Zoom, group chats, phone calls. So if you're an extrovert extrovert out there and you're just struggling like me, um, I've just been living it up with having little FaceTime appointments. I make sure I have the times kind of set up at least a little bit so I have something to look forward to and it's been getting me through it and it's really fun to talk on the phone with people. I don't know if you're a talker but I could talk anyone's ear off especially. It's it's even nice when someone else is a talker so we have so much to talk about. It's great. So I've been enjoying the phone calls, the FaceTimes because that's getting me through it and I love talking. So if you're someone who you're an extrovert and you're just kind of dying, plan some FaceTime calls, plan some phone calls, some house parties, some hangouts, whatever you want to use. Have that kind of set up so you have something to look forward to every day and it will make it better. So that's been helping me, but I do definitely miss just the, the everyday hustle and bustle of being around a lot of people. 
And then the other second just quarantine thing I want to share is working out. And so, once again, I don't want to be insensitive about all this stuff and just make it about a complaining episode. But I feel like we need to have this kind of outlet just to talk about all these things. So, extroversion, now working out. So, I don't know about you, but I love I love working out so much. I love fitness. Super fun. And I love going to the gym and trying out different weights and whatnot and different circuits. But now, we can't go to the gyms and we either have to run outside or work out in our room. And at first, I thought I was just going to really hate this because I thought, oh my gosh, like, no, I, this is not good. This is not fun because one of one of my biggest hobbies is working out and fitness and I absolutely love it. De-stresses me. It's super fun for me. It's kind of one of the ways I rest in a way. It's just great. I love it so much. And so... Um, Another thing that I think is interesting is for a long time, I wouldn't say it was an obsession, but I definitely put too much importance on it because I love it so much. And I've always kind of struggled with that. You know, it's okay to take rest days. It's okay to, you know, not always push yourself, blah, 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 blah. But now I'm kind of forced to change my perspective on it because I can't go to the gym. I I literally can't. So now I have to figure out different at-home workouts. I have to be okay with the fact that, hey, after all this, you know, blows over, I mean, I've lost progress, yada, yada, yada. But I think one way that God has kind of used this whole COVID-19 thing for good in my life is having me let go of different crutches I have. And for a while, working out was kind of a way I got out stress. It was a way for me to feel productive. And so now that that's gone, I kind of have to realize that I could break out of this cycle. I could have a little bit more grace for myself and I could be creative with my workouts. So I do miss the gym. It is hard. I'm definitely going to have a lot of motivation when this blows over and I can actually go work out. But I think this is kind of a hardship set that is preparing me to be more flexible when it comes to health and fitness and to try new things. So if you're out there, you're kind of struggling, know that I'm definitely in the same boat and I'm getting a little antsy, but there's obviously a lot of fun at-home workouts you could do. And for fun, I want to share my favorite kind of resistance bands, my different equipment that I've been loving for at-home workouts, and I'm going to link all of the stuff in the show notes from Amazon. I know with fitness stuff right now on Amazon, it's hard to get different products and it's going to take like till April 24th or something. I don't know, but if this quarantine social distancing stuff lasts till like August or something or even up till December who knows I would really recommend um, getting some good resistance bands or some at-home equipment I'm gonna be just sharing all the stuff I've been using you could pick what you want um the prices have fluctuated a lot and some of these products I've had for the past several years because I used to work out at home all the time back in high school but I'm just gonna be sharing the stuff that's been helping me and just also knowing that it, it is okay if you can't work out as hard, but there's also definitely a lot of ways that you could still get just a really good workout in, even at home. So it's a good way for us to expand our flexibility when it comes to trying out new things, but I will definitely share the different workout things I've been using to help me still enjoy my workouts, even at home. So the third quarantine thing I want to share is food. Okay, I've been talking to some people about this, and even if you're by yourself, I want you to raise your hand right now if you've been consuming more food being at home quarantining and this is kind of a struggle for me because in my head I'm like okay I should conserve food because we don't know how long this could this could last it could be really bad or it could be okay but I mean there's a chance that we'll all run out of food or something I mean this could be a movie and be super scary like a crazy pandemic sweeps across the world you run out of food all this stuff and so for me I think okay I should conserve food like maybe I should start eating less but if I'm bored, sometimes I snack and there's, we're just at home. And so usually we're so busy that we forget to eat, but now we're at home. And for some reason, I just, I love snacking. And so 
the one thing I just want to talk about is, is, does anyone else feel this way? Because I feel like we can't work out as hard. And then now we have all this food in the house. We should be conserving it. But for some reason, we're eating it. So I don't know if you guys are consuming more food, but it's definitely a conscious effort for me to uh, try not to consume more than normal just because I'm at home chilling, doing my online classes. I want to chew on something or munch on something or eat something because what else are we going to do? But um, I guess my tip for that that I just wanted to share that's been helping me as I've just been trying to eat a lot of fruits and veggies, so a lot of crunchy fruits and veggies like grapes, carrots, cherry tomatoes, maybe eating a really big salad with, you know, some beans on it. I don't know, just stuff that's low calorie but high volume so you get fuller faster and you could eat a whole bag of carrots and you're fine. You know, you probably shouldn't consume that many carrots in one sitting, but if you want to, it's better than eating like three bags of chips or a bunch of granola bars or a bunch of like cookies or processed food. So what I've been trying to do is uh, just try to eat things that are low calorie. So if I end up eating a lot of it, it's not going to wreck everything and make me feel lethargic and awful. Obviously, I'm not the best at this and I have been eating more processed food than normal. So every day I'm trying to make a commitment that, okay, Isabel, stop eating so much food and just cut it down a little. But then I'm going to give myself grace because, you know, a lot of stuff's going on. But then I realize, okay, I need to conserve food. And so if I eat just a bunch of carrots, then... That's okay, because I highly doubt we're going to run out of carrots on this huge sickness thing that's going around. But I do want to share a couple Amazon things that I love. So I love protein powder. I love protein smoothies. I put protein powder in my pancakes. I put protein powder in my oatmeal. Yeah, I love protein powder. So my favorite one from Amazon is one um, called the Orgain Organic Protein Powder. It's vegan. It has chocolate in it. It's chocolate flavored. 20 grams of protein. I love it. I've gotten this for years. So I just want to share it. I think I have before in my health and fitness video, but um, it still comes Amazon Prime pretty quickly. So if you do want like a, you know, a muffin or do you want, you want pancakes or baked goods or kind of a milkshake, but you still want to be healthy, if you're craving that and you just really want that during this whole quarantine thing, pop in a couple scoops of protein powder because you'll get a good protein. It'll help you stay lean, but you'll also be enjoying the food you're eating. The second thing on Amazon that I'm going to link is chocolate chips. I know you can probably get this at the store, but if you can't, you know, Amazon Prime shipping, you stay in your house, they bring you the chocolate chips. It's all good. Um, I use the Ghirardelli 60% cocoa chocolate chips. Oh, it's so good, you guys. They're not unhealthy. They have like six grams of fat and eight grams of sugar or something in a handful of chocolate chips. And if you're someone who has a sweet tooth, just get a handful of chocolate chips here and there throughout the day and it'll help you so, so much. And so that's a good way to kind of satisfy your sweet tooth, but also stay healthy. So those are my Amazon picks for food. Hope they help. Hope you get something out of them. And the number four, the quarantine thing that just is kind of something I just thought of. Think how much money we're saving not going out. Like I know the economy has tanked and we're probably losing money, but when it comes to actually physically spending money, I don't know about you, but I mean, online shopping is obviously always an option, but I haven't been spending a lot of money. Also, too, I'm at home right now, so I'm very grateful that the groceries are covered, so that's a big thing. But if you're a young adult and you can't really go anywhere, I'm sure you're saving a lot more money, so that's good. I think it's something that we could take from this as a positive, but also, too, the benefit, the cost outweighs the benefit because the economy is tanking, so we're all kind of losing money. But when it comes to the short-term aspect of what we're spending every day, I think most of us are not spending as much because we're not going out as much, going out to eat as much. We're just chilling 
um, working on hopefully some online school or some passion projects to help prepare propel our future. And that leads me to the last kind of quarantine thing I want to talk about is now we have time to really pursue our passion project. There's that project you always wanted to work on, but you never really had time for. Maybe now you want to add something new to your career, add something else you want to study, whether it's a certification, an exam, a license, or maybe you have a project you want to work on, you want to invest more in maybe an online store you wanted to open up, or maybe you want to write a book. I personally have always wanted to write a book, so I'm kind of using this time now if I have free time to maybe work on the book a little bit, because before I didn't really have much time to do so. So whatever it is, I would just challenge you to find a passion project and go with it, because that gives you something to work on in the day. It gives you a sense of purpose, and it gives you a way to kind of get your mind off things. Also, too, while we do have this free time, um, you could really do something now that will help propel your life forward so that when reality does come back, everything kind of goes back to normal, you'll be one step ahead of the game because you actually worked on something that could help bring more money, bring more success, uh, bring you more opportunity when all this blows over. So if you want to use this time wisely, maybe invest in yourself or invest in something that'll help you in the long term when the economy bounces back up. Hopefully, it'll probably be a while, but eventually it will. What goes down must also come back up. I know the saying says, what goes up must come down. But I think, too, what goes down must come up. So even though the economy is really bad right now, and it's probably going to get worse pretty soon, it will come back up eventually. So why not be ahead of the game a little bit and take on a new project? So that's what I'm trying to do with a book and with studying for all those finance licenses. So that's giving me motivation every day, thinking, okay, life's kind of weird right now, but at least I have something to work on. So that also helps me. So that's been helping me. And maybe you guys could find something that'll help you too, because that gives me a lot of hope and motivation to keep on working hard, even when quarantine is kind of hard. So those are my just quarantine things. I, I hope this episode was fun to listen to. I hope we all resonated a little bit and you guys could just, uh, listen to the fact that I think we're all going through the same thing even though this is a really heavy issue there's always the little things I think it's uh, good to kind of talk about and get out because it helps us all be connected understand that everyone's going through this no one's alone and that we all wanted to end as soon as possible and even if it doesn't we still have God on our side we could still trust him and know that he has a good plan so I hope this uh, episode was an encouragement to you I hope that you guys learned some stuff I hope the lifestyle tips helped once again check the show notes for all of my resources whether it's fitness food i'm gonna add some good book recommendations podcast recommendations song recommendations the show notes are gonna have it all so if you just want new stuff to listen to read work on check them out because i want to share what i've been loving so that we can all get through this together but as a final encouragement girl god's got you i know it's scary right now i know our plans are thrown off but God has it under control. He knows what's going to come from this. And so as long as we trust him and know that he has a clue what's going on, we don't really have to be as fearful because we know at least one person, at least the God of the universe knows what in the world is happening. So I hope you have a great day. I hope that you'll be able to get through this every day. I challenge you to live in the present. Try not, try not to fear too much about the future and use each day as an opportunity to make the future better when all this does blow over. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye!